What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We've said it once, we've said it before, we've said it a billion times. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, in this topsy-turvy world, what is the truth? The truth is what the Biden administration and the Biden Justice Department and everything else that is equally gone to the left says it is. Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty in federal case our federal case is stemming from a year-long years-long investigation into his tax affairs he's going to plead to two counts of willful failure to pay federal income taxes and he's going to plead to a firearms offense one count of possession of a firearm by a person who was unlawful user or an addict to a controlled substance we're not talking about the fact that he lied on the form we kind of forgot about that, but we're going to get into that. Now, the the investigation by the Delaware District Attorney's Office has been going on. Actually, it's been it's a federal, excuse me, also the federal investigation has been going on since 2018. These investigations began with suspicious activity reports that were filed by a number of financial institutions. These are called SARS reports. What happened is if you have a transaction at a bank that the bank deems suspicious, they file a SARS report or a suspicious activity report, and that report goes to the federal government. And those reports that were filed, and there were numerous ones, regarded funding from China and other foreign nationals. So basically, this is money that's coming in from non-friendly nations that is going to Hunter Biden, is being disseminated and moved around, multitudes of LLCs. We know there's at least 11 LLCs under the Biden name, family name, where, of course, they're just laundering their money. But you know what? We don't want to talk about that because that's their truth. That's our truth. Their truth is just the fact that they just decided to create 11 LLCs, or excuse me, 12 LLCs, and then pay out 11 family members, including grandkids. But we don't want to talk about that. That's just crazy. That's just crazy talk. So with these multitudes of bank records with, with a laptop Complete with evidence, which has now been deemed to be true that these this information on this laptop is not a Russian disinformation campaign, that this that this information has been deemed to be truthful and honest and real and facts. But you know, we only have videos on the laptop, we only have voicemails, we only have emails about 10% going to the big guy. We only we only have complaints about how Hunter Biden's paying his daddy's bills. We only have voicemails, we only have pictures, you know, but the, we can't use that information because that information is now true to is now proven to be real. Not Russian disinformation, but we can't use it for some unknown godly reason. Now, of course, I love this because Hunter Biden lied during a gun purchase in 2018. Now, a person such as myself or anyone else in this country, if you lie on a federal application, 
and you get caught and you easily get caught, you're probably going to go to jail. No, of course, Hunter Biden's not going to go to jail. That's fr- that's freaking crazy. Why would why would that happen? I love it because people also forget that Hunter Biden was discharged from the Navy back in 2014 for testing positive for cocaine. But we're not going to get into that either. But we're we are going to talk. We're not even going to talk about Burisma. We're not going to talk about the millions of dollars flowing through there. We're going to the Burisma Holdings Company. We're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the fact that he knows nothing about power and energy, but he's getting paid millions of dollars to be a lobbyist or to to provide his expertise or basically provide his. Uh, his access to his father. We're not going to talk about the father. The fact that you know we, the FBI has a it has a doc, an official document from a proven source that says Joe Biden was basically bribed. But we're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about the fact that he is going to plead count two counts of not paying his taxes, and he's going to plead to another count of a of a federal charge. This is crazy. This is literally literally crazy. The the the. The the I love that we have the from the U.S. Department of Justice, United States Attorney's Office, District of Delaware. They have put out the letter in reference to the charges, and it says enclosed. Please find two informations to the docket in a criminal matter involving the above reference defendant. The first information charges the defendant with tax offenses, namely two counts of willful failure to pay federal income taxes in violation of twenty six U.S.C. seventy two hundred three. The defendant has agreed to plead guilty to both counts of tax information. The second information charged the defendant will with a firearm offense, namely one count of possession of firearm by a person who was unlawful user, an addict, or to a controlled substance in violation of 18 U.S.C. 992-G3 and 924-A2-218. The defendant has agreed to enter a pretrial diversion agreement with the respect to the firearm information. The defendant is represented by Christopher Clark. The parties jointly request that the court schedule a consolidated initial appearance on the firearm information and initial appearance and change of plea hearing on the tax information charges. Originally executed copies in the memorandum of the plea agreement related to the tax information and the pretrial diversions agreement related to the firearm information will be submitted in or in advance of the hearing. So basically, he's taken a plea deal. Basically, nothing's going to happen to him. Basically, he's going to get probation, if that. And 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 what the left believes that this is going to quell all of the crap that has been going on with him, with the uh, investigate the uh, excuse me the um, Republican investigation into all this. That's not going away. And just because you you and and people have said this before, the classified document case in with Trump, it's an interesting case, but. People had said that when they went and indicted Trump on the classified, excuse me, the classified documents case, that there was going to be a, a, or I should say there was going to be charges filed against Hunter Biden because they figured they were, this was going to balance it out. Now we, for the judge in the Trump classified documents case has set a preliminary trial date for August 14th. Now, people are already complaining that Judge Eileen Cannon, who was appointed by Trump, um, we should recuse herself from this case. But there's no reason to. Now, I love it. So Donald Trump is on trial for 37 federal counts in possession of documents and, and everything. Well, he's accused of 37 accounts, including willful uh, retention of national defense information, conspiracy to obstruct justice and making false uh, statements. He, of course, has pled not guilty to all these charges. My question is this. 37 counts. 
And then you go to Alvin Bragg, who has 30-plus counts as well. And, of course, we all know he did count stacking or, or charge stacking, where you basically take the same charge and just count it multitudes of times. It's something that, and, and people will tell you, uh, law scholars will tell you, that's something you do when you have a weak case, because what you want to do is you want to have a, since your since your one charge is really has no validity, you stack it with, you know, you basically stack the same charge multitudes of times and try to attach it to multitudes of crimes so you can make it look like it's either a felony or you can turn around and make it look like it's worse than it is. Now, I am more concerned for Trump in reference to this, 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 this case right here, the the federal, you know, this, these 37 federal counts, I, I'm more concerned in reference to that in the classified documents. I'm more concerned about that because of the fact that there are uh, we, there there are rules that follow this uh, in reference to what he can and cannot classify, how this can happen, how this could happen, how what he can and cannot do. And, and the National Archives and Records Administration um there are rules and there are guidelines. Has, did Trump potentially violate these rules and guidelines? Yes, I really think he might have. But I also think the fact that there have been other presidents that have done the same thing, it was just a way to get Trump. Merrick Garland, who is still pissed off that he did not become a Supreme Court justice, he, he blames Trump for this, is going is using the his vindictiveness and going after Trump. I think that personally. Because of the fact that you have Joe Biden who has multitudes of, of documents throughout his career, which are strewn all over the place that we, we, ha- we have that I believe is it, is it the university of Delaware that has basically a warehouse of like 30,000 documents. I guarantee you there's some documents there that are classified. Joe took documents out of the skiff when he was a little politician. And he actually was in, he was shown in a video holding a top secret document that he took out of the skiff. He's taken documents from when he was vice president. Of course, he had them next to the Corvette. So it's all okay. Because if you have your documents next to the Corvette, it's fine. Because you know what? The, the, Cor- the Corvette had a national, had, had clearance, had national security clearance. <laughs> you know, the Corvette does. He had to. The Corvette had to. There's just a two-tier system of justice here. And I think we all know that. We've all known that for a while now. The question is going to be this. At this point in time, when will we reach a crescendo that we can sit there and say, okay, and I think it's starting to happen to say, okay, things are just kind of weird that all this stuff is going on and it's only going on and it's only going against one party. And I think one day, I hope, and I hope one day soon, that comes to fruition. Because of the fact that it's it's crazy to me that we're allowing this, that we are allow- and and they had a poll come out just not too long ago in reference to you know asking Americans, hey, listen, do you think you know the federal justice system is fair? Do you think they're going after Trump? And, and the majority of people are like, yeah, I think that, I think that, and I think that as well. And I'm a registered. I've told people a million times before. I am a registered independent, and I've been a registered independent almost my entire life. And it's it's just one of those things that you you have to kind of just uh, you got to take everything with a kind of a grain of salt anytime that you see something from the left and sometimes even sometimes from the right you got you got to take everything with a grain of salt and I do that at times but the problem is you just kind of reach a point where you're like okay something's not right here 
Something is something just doesn't seem right. John Fetterman, God bless his soul, the nut John Fetterman, he ha- he greeted Joe Biden, introduced Joe Biden uh, during one of his little campaign stops in Pennsylvania. And that, you got to love the 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 people. I live in Pennsylvania, the Keystone State. You got to love the people that live here because how the hell did this guy get? How the hell did this guy get elected? Now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here, and he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. So they're going to be bridges all across America that are collapsed. What the fuck is this guy talking about? He is not well. He should not be in his position. He should not be allowed to vote for anything. Now, Joe's just as bad. Joe cognitively is just as bad. This guy at least had a stroke. But he should not be in office. And of course, he greets the president wearing his signature hoodie and shorts. I, I, you know, I know he lives off of mommy and daddy's money. I understand that. I, I, I get that. I fully get that. But the problem is this. Go put on a fucking suit. The president is coming to visit you. You have a bridge that collapsed on 95, which is the main artery outside of Philadelphia. And this is how you greet the president. And, and people think this. I love it because young people are like, well, that's cool. Look at him, man. He's wearing, he's wearing cargo shorts and a hoodie. He's like me. Really? Did you live off your parents' dime to your mid forties? Do you have no discernible skills? Were you were you mayor of a town that the, even the town says you know what? I never really saw Fetterman. Did you pull a shotgun and an unarmed black man jogging through your neighborhood? No, he, but he, but he's just he's just like us. Who keeps pinging me? Stop, people got to stop pinging me. That's more top stories coming in. But he he's a nut job. He he should not even be allowed to run. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't, he should not be in office. The Republicans came out the other day and I thought this was an interesting plan. The Republicans had a goal or have a goal to close a food, sto- food stamp loophole, which they're saying that uh, they're costing taxpayers billions of dollars. Now the GOP says that 5 million people are qualifying for aid who should be ineligible. <laughs> we just need to, we just need to give these people food. Why not? Now, what's happening is uh, they have a new bill, the no welfare, the for, no welfare for the wealthy act aims to kind of basically to establish an income threshold for Americans to qualify for programs such as temporary assistance for needy families and supplement nutrition assistance program, which is also known as SNAP. Also, basically, also it's basically food stamps. They're basically saying you should you should not be eligible. Eligible? I can't even talk today. Something's wrong. Something is wrong with me. I'm I'm John I'm John Fetterman Fetterman that. <laughs> It's a John Fetterman day. Welcome, everyone. It's the John Fetterman day. I'm just doing this just because I feel bad for Fetterman. But they want to set a threshold for food stamps. And it would end what is known as a broad-based categorical eligibility for these programs, which allows Americans whose wealth is higher than the federal boundaries for these programs to still receive food assistance. 
Now, why the hell is this? Why the hell is this a bad thing? Why the hell is this a bad thing? And I, I guarantee you there are Democrats out there saying, well, you're just trying, you're just trying to take away money from people that need it. Why not just set a threshold? Why not just say, okay, you make X amount of money, you have X amount of kids, you should not get food stamps. I don't think that's crazy. I, I, I don't I don't think I don't think that's 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 nutty. That would save money. And then we're gonna go from something that's not crazy. I'm gonna take a drink of water. Maybe that maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why I'm fettering in it today. And we've gone from non-crazy to crazy. <laughs> Progressives want to stop landlords from using criminal background checks to screen renters. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Now, of course, this was introduced by one of the squad members, or about two squad members, would stop the consumer reporting agencies from including criminal history information on reports that are now being used to scan potential, potential renters. Why would you want to know if something you're running to, running to is a criminal? <laughs> Why would you want to know that? It calls. It also calls for stripping the consumer report of criminal convictions that are more than seven years old and create a new national standard for criminal information not included in such reports. Really? You want to sit there and you... All right, we're already taking away... Are, are we, we've already taken so much away from people that are are that are... Owners of properties from landlords. When, you know, during COVID, when when we had the freeze on everything in reference to rent and everything, you really hurt a lot of people. And now you want to take away a provision that allows them to weigh in criminal background checks to for prospective tenants. And and I love it because this this it says it bans landlords. This would ban landlords from actively discar- excuse me, discouraging ex-felons to apply. I'm sorry. If you're an ex-felon, I, I, you know, and honestly, at the end of the day, it's my property. It's my house. It's my room. I should be able to rent to wherever the hell I want to rent to. So for you to sit there and sit there and say to me, well, you can't do that anymore. Now, one of these wonderful squad members says we must prioritize restorative justice led with compassion and recognition and human dignity of our neighbors. As we work to dismantle the cycles of mass incarceration and housing discrimination. Oh, the mass incarceration, which was caused by Joe Biden. With the bill that Joe Biden championed that put millions of African-Americans in jail. Oh, but we don't want to talk about that. Because that, 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 again, that's a different reality. That didn't happen. Listen, if I don't want to rent my house to a criminal, if I was renting, I, I'm not going to. If I don't want to do something because I don't want to do it. I'm I'm not going to. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Now the left loves to talk about discrimination. They really do. That's their cornerstone because everyone, everyone, every minority is a victim. And but but you're only a victim if you're only a certain minority. I love the story I saw the other day that an Asian American student with an SAT score of 1590, what's the matter? I couldn't get a 1600, blames affirmative actions. Excuse me, blames affirmative action for his rejection from six colleges of his choice. Now, this kid's from Florida. He had a 1590 on his SATs. 
He was rejected from what they would probably refer to six elite universities. And he's joined the Supreme Court case seeking to end race-based admissions. The student, James Wang, John Wang, who's 18 years old, had a GPA of 4.65 and a perfect score on the SAT's math section. Now, perfect score on the math section was rejected from MIT, Caltech, Princeton, Harvard, Carnegie Mellon, University of California, Berkeley. Now, this is a kid that's got a GPA of 4.65, a 1590 on his SATs, and a perfect score on his math portion of the SATs. <laughs> and he is rejected by these schools. He says, I gave them my test scores, and then they must have ran the model. Told me I had a 20% chance of getting accepted to Harvard as an Asian American and a 95% chance as an African American. Now, his parents who uh, actually immigrated over from China. And he's looking at this saying, now he has joined the affirmative, the anti-affirmative action nonprofit Students for Fairness Administration and is seeking to overturn the Supreme Court ruling back in 2003 in a case of which, which is against Harvard University and North Carolina. Now, these, um, these are two landmark cases for student fairness. And basically what it's saying is, you know what, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what color your skin is as long as you are the skin that the left wants you to be. This would, this, you know, basically this is, this is, you, 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 you I don't understand this. The kid's got a 1590 perfect score on the math SATs, 4.65 GPA. We should base this on race neutrality in my mind. There should be no race designated to when you're going to go to school. You should go off your merit. Someone should not be allowed to be told they cannot go to a certain school, even though they meet all the requirements because of the fact that they are the wrong race. That goes against for blacks, goes for whites, it goes for Hispanics, it goes for everyone. And this kid is basically being told that you cannot go to these schools that you want to go to because of the fact of affirmative action. And I love it because people are pointing, well, California doesn't allow that law. Really? Have you gone and seen any of these California? Have you got to see any of these universities from California? They do whatever the hell they do, whatever the hell they want to do. It's just crazy to me that we have this whole world is just gone crazy. This whole world is just gone insane. This whole world is just is just gone and taken a, an extreme left. And for universities to turn away these types of students because of the fact that they have the grades, they have the scores, but they're the wrong color. And I never knew what color it was. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been this person that I have, you know, and I always point this out. Back in the 90s, early 2000s, you know, I always hang out with my friends. I hang out with my friend, uh, Quaddy. Hang out my friend Brian. I hang out my friend, um, you know, just, you know, we'll say Bill. Uh, you know, I hang out my friend Mina. And I love it because of the fact that that's who they were. You know, those are my friends. But with this new culture and this new leftistness, we'll call it, it's now I don't hang out with my friends. I hang out with my black friend. I hang out with my Hispanic friend. And I hang out with my white friend. But back in the day, we didn't have any of that. It was just your friends. There were, we weren't labeling people. We weren't looking at people. We were looking beyond the color of someone's skin and looking at their merit and looking at their personality looking and just looking at who the person is. 
But now we're just ju- you you're either an oppressor or a victim. And hopefully with this next election, the direction is going to turn. The ch- the tide is going to turn. And I have my fingers crossed. Once again, this is Tim. Let's just get off my lawn. The mad ramblings of the minister. We'll say it again. The truth shall always set you free. And I'm out.